When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Here's what you do. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN. The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Deal. Oh! Great crossover. Got Just let Fournier. <laughs> hey, that's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 86. Yes, we've done 85 of these. We are steamrolling closer and closer to episode 100. You know we got to do something for special when we get to episode 100, Mike. And I've, I've been looking around. 
Um, I saw an ad for a hot chicken chip on Instagram. That oh looks boy. pretty appetizing. It looked like something that maybe we could take a look at. I, I, I think um, we definitely got to incorporate some food into episode yeah, 100 oh yeah. for sure. Of course. Um, so we'll, 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 we have a little bit of time. We've got, you know, what is it, 14 weeks? So I think we'll, <laughs> I think we'll have... I think uh, they'll be right around uh, the start of the year, too. So that'll be fun. Right, right. Uh, if you have any ideas of what we should eat for episode 100, feel free to let us know. Tweet us at the DC Crossover for myself and at Cerrone16 for Mike. And yes, we are here. It is the DC Crossover on a bye week. We did not lose this week, Mike. We didn't lose. <laughs> and that's something. Unlike a lot of teams, because in the NFL, and we're going to get to a lot of stuff today, uh, I mean... We saw the Bengals lose again. Um, we saw the Jags win over the yeah. Bills, which is freaking insane. Um, you saw the Cowboys get just punked by the Broncos. I mean, this was a wild weekend. And I know for you on the sports betting side, that doesn't always lead to good uh, financial uh, gains for you when it becomes this wild of a weekend in sports. That's for sure. Right. I don't know if you saw in uh, our group message uh, that I have – lost every I think I've only won two parlays in the last week because since right. October 30th um, I don't know if it's a Halloween curse or it's something. a Halloween curse for sure yeah <laughs> but what I'm looking at is is when I was going back through my bets I have had parlays where I literally had one play lose out of four or five probably about six or seven times uh, so the luck has to turn around at some point but, um, I mean, honestly, two parlay wins out of the last week has been horrible. My And I wrote it on our sheet here that I'm like this girl in Squid Game at the end. There's sure. a spoiler alert. That <laughs> she's like slowly bleeding out, and that's what my account's been doing over the last week. Yeah, um, it has been pretty. It has, you need to like bury like a token in the ground, like a, like a tokenism, like something <laughs> that's meaningful for you. You need to like take uh -huh. it and bury it in the middle of the forest or something like that to appease the Oh, is that what they gods. do? <laughs> I don't know what they do, but I think like you got to do something to change the luck, man. You know what the funny thing is, is that one of the bets that I won, I, I pulled it out of my ass somehow because I literally had, uh, it was a four, four team, uh, four play, I should say, uh, NHL parlay. And the funny thing was, is it was actually on a Friday. It might've been last Friday. I had, it was like 10 bucks to win 95 and I had the Chicago Blackhawks game um and i think they're playing the jets maybe i forgot who it was but they i had two plays in the blackhawks game then i had two more plays and all of a sudden you know the under because i had under six right so when it hit six i knew it pushed but then the next game was literally i mean they were i think the oilers were losing like four to one and i had them winning the on the money line right and i was like well this is gonna be a loser so i just <laughs> i just stopped i stopped even looking at it all of a sudden i woke up the next morning because it was like a west coast game all of a sudden i woke up the next morning and i had like 40 bucks in my account because obvious or 40 40 more dollars because obviously the 90 dollars went down because that one bet pushed. right um but i was like wow man I, luck might be changing it here just shows and obviously you, it didn't <laughs> it shows you you can't pay attention when you do the bets, it's like I feel like when you're watching those games, that's when you lose because like right. you're paying such so, such close attention, and then you're just watching your parlay go to pieces as, as it's happening in front. And I've been there too, as you know. So it's like I don't know, man. It's there, there's nothing more brutal than experiencing uh, that lost leg 
when you're uh, when you got like a five six leg parlay and you lose right. that one leg. Oh man, it's brutal. I think I, I think I can figure out something more brutal is when I'm texting you and Dan about my parlays and no one answers. <laughs> well, well, we're busy gentlemen. I don't know about Dan. I'm a busy guy. Dan, I yeah, don't know what yeah. he's up to. Um, I just use it as an outlet because I don't oh, honestly I, don't care because I sit there and Cole Anthony all of a sudden I pick him to get four assists in one game and he goes out there and literally is shooting thirty five times or something like that, right, not right. passing the ball whatsoever. And that was the one leg last night that I lost in my NBA parlay. Of course, so, and the Magic, the Magic are yeah. a wild team as well. Uh, oh, we yeah. have a lot to talk about on this on this episode. We're gonna talk some Caps, talk some Wiz, talk some college football, and even a little college basketball is on the horizon as well. But real quick before we get to that, I did want to ask you a question, just because I did have to make an IKEA run this weekend for a replacement Ooh. piece. It's a whole thing. I won't get into that story, but I wanted to ask you this. Which department store, let's say here's the scenario, you're stuck in a store like sitcom style or whatever, kids cartoon style, you're stuck in a store for 24 hours. So let's say like, you know, you accidentally get locked into the store or like, you know how Arthur was locked in the library and Arthur. Yep. Uh, so this is like that scenario. You're stuck for 24 hours. Which department store do you wish would you prefer to be stuck in? And I, I've got some examples here when I'm talking department stores. We're talking like Target, Walmart. I even threw Dick's Sporting Goods in there, Ikea. Is there one in particular that comes to mind where you're like, if I'm going to be stuck here for 24 hours, this is the department store I want to be stuck in? I wanted to get your thoughts I, on that. I, I would have to say off the top of my head. Now, obviously, you're looking at Dick's Sporting Goods and Models and all those kind of ones uh, that, you know, oh, yeah, I can shoot hoops all night and shoot. stuff like that. Maybe they, have a, maybe they have a little golf simulator or something. You could just be hitting balls oh, on the golf simulator yes, all night. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I would have to come down, now that you say that, I would have to come down to uh, like a Golf Galaxy or like yeah. a, a PGA Superstore that's out there right. in Fairfax now. Um, that's really good because you could sit down there and just, just hit golf balls all night and then go and play the random courses. It's basically but, unlimited golf all night long. Yeah, Exactly. But the thing about it is, think about Best Buy. Because Best Ooh, Buy, true. they have those theater systems right. where you can go in there and sit in the recliner. There's always like that weird out. room, that like creepy exactly. room. Where <laughs> it's like, why is everything in this secret room instead of like with everything else? And they're like, come inside, we'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to come inside or not. Uh, but yeah, it's like like the movie Eagle Eye when Shia LaBeouf go, has to go in there. Good and they're reference. like, oh my God, that's like my kid. Um, but yeah. I believe they call uh, it the Magnolia Room. I think oh, that's, that's what true. they call it. That's true. Now <laughs> yeah, I think about it. Yeah, it's, special it's, it's all over top. Yeah. yeah, I don't really want to go in that room. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think if you think about it that way, you can get any movie that's on the shelf. You can go over there, or you can even stream on your phone, because obviously now everyone streams things. You can stream it to, like, one of those 80-inch TVs, oh, watch yeah. movies, watch games. But if you want to switch it up a little bit, maybe you can go over to the the, the video game section, because now they're playing all the videos. Down there playing all the video games on like the forty inch TVs instead of like going to Target where like remember they had that little controller that like stuck out of the oh, wall. Oh yeah, that's how you, you <laughs> could be. That's how you could test out like Madden and stuff. Was yeah, like yeah. it would be on that little thing that like you said it would be the box and and GameStops had them too where it would be right. like this little terminal where it's like a small screen and it's like a locked in uh, Xbox or whatever and you, all you all you can touch is a controller and you can just play. <laughs> the, the craziest thing was when you would experience where like. There was some other random kid standing there too, and suddenly you're playing <laughs> against this like random stranger, and you don't know how good he is. You don't even know his name, but you're right. locked into this Madden battle for like 
10 minutes before your parents are like, dude, we got to go. Like, we can't just play Madden all day. We're checking out. But it would be the same thing. They used to have them at the McDonald's, too. They used to have, like, GameCubes in the McDonald's, which they obviously got rid of because people probably kept stealing them. But, like, that was a big deal. But you're right. You could definitely work in some video game playing, and you could put it on the biggest TVs that they have in the store. Oh, yeah. Now, my yeah, thinking I- about this, though, is think about the food side of things because mm-hmm. the gaming and the movie watching is important. But as you and I know, what is also very important is food. And if I'm locked into like a Target, think about how many snacks. And and as you know, Target, a little expensive. It's not the cheapest out there. It's not the Walmarts of the world. It's not it's not super super it's not like Whole Foods or anything, but like it's in that mix where Target's still relatively expensive. They've got the good stuff. And they also have beer there too. You could have you could just drink and eat. And they hey, they have an electronic section too. You got everything you need. You can just <laughs> no dip your toe. Room, you can go get a big lawn <laughs> chair from the lawn section and then uh, and then just sit there in front of the giant TVs with your six pack and bunch of bags of snacks. And I mean, I I think that but the only thing there is a comfort though too it's like True. think about like a costco they they have like giant beds there too uh, that they sell because they sell like literally everything it's a it's a it's a tough question it's a tough decision on where i'd want to say because costco also has good food too yeah i think costco would actually be a very very good choice except if you're in the movie the watch and all of a sudden these aliens are just like well, costco is also underneath. creepy <laughs> the creep factor for a costco stay is there because it's like a giant warehouse right and so like right. there, there's all these creaks and wind sounds and you're like what's <laughs> going on there's there's a lot of terror i think in a costco so i'm i'm gonna firmly plant my flag in the target overnight stay okay. i think there's enough there that will keep think, me yeah. full well, keep me happy if if you if you can compare Target and Walmart, Walmart's always nubs because they always have that McDonald's. Even though McDonald's is still pretty good, but Target always has like the personal pan pizzas, and they have right. Starbucks, yeah, and they have I mean they have all that kind of stuff. So I actually kind of didn't think of the the uh, the food realm that you're talking about, but yes, you can easily go to Target, take one of those game systems, and go to their their section, and have to drag one of those stupid futons from the the weird shelf <laughs> they have in the corner. Uh, and you can go game a little bit uh, while you're doing that. So that's a good idea. I think Target is probably the best one out of you know Walmart and Costco and stuff like that because, like you said, Costco, you know, from the movie The Watch, that's like scarred me for life because the sole fact that like you think about, it, like you said, it's a warehouse. So like you're sitting there chilling, and all of a sudden the one TV in the whole entire place is oh, yeah. playing, and all of a sudden like you hear like this like screeching sound, like it's like a some werewolf in the back, and you're just like, what the hell? Is I mean, that? Costco's already scary like in the daytime. Like, you go down the wrong aisle where there's only, like, one dude in the aisle, and he's not even, like, looking at the aisle. He's just kind of looking up at the ceiling or down in the floor. You're like, I got to get out of this Costco, man. Happened to me the other day at Lowe's. I went over to the lumber section. It's just one guy. He was just one guy, like, staring at the wood. Like, he wasn't even touching any of the wood. I was like, I got to get out of here, man. I got to get out of the lumber section. It was not fun. Uh, Let's hit up the rewind. A uh, brief recap of the previous week in D.C. sports. Obviously, the Washington football team did not play, so they did not lose. Two and six on the season, fourth in the NFC East. Uh, by week, they're going to be playing Tampa this weekend, so the did not lose mantra is likely going to end this weekend. We'll talk about it in a bit, but let's let's go over to the Washington Capitals, Mike. Talk, tell the people 
about this rough week for the Cavs. We were we were so high on them last week, saying they haven't lost a regular season game. Yep. They're looking so great, and hey, they still are. This is they're still technically in the playoff right now if the season ended today. But a rough week for the boys on the ice, that's for sure. Right, no doubt about it. You talked to me about when is there going to be their first regulation loss, and I said probably either Tampa or Philly. Uh, I think they were going to beat Florida. Uh, with the whole entire stuff they have going on with Quinville. But uh, they did lose their first regulation loss uh, against Tampa, 3-2. to two. By the way, they are 5-2-4, and four, fifth in the Metro. Yeah, not, uh, it's not like so, they're bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, they, they still have you know a lot of points, so that's not a big deal. But the uh, rough week, as I'm going to get into here in a second, uh, was a big deal. So lost, lost to Tampa on Monday, 3-2. to two. Injuries caught up to the Caps as we... Had a lot of new faces on the ice. Protoss, Leeson. I mean, some of these guys I never even heard of before. No. Um, but at the same time, it was rough because we lost TJ Oshie against Ben's Red Wings. Uh, and he is week to week as of currently uh, today. Uh, but he got, um, excuse me, they got the puck on the net more uh, than Tampa. Seven more shots. So they tried to try to get Vasilevsky off his game. Didn't really work out so well. Faceoff dot was still an issue, though. 42 0.4% in that game. The season, they're bottom six in the NHL at 46.9%. Not good. We'll definitely be talking about that in a bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. So Thursday, they lost to Florida. Florida, who's just surging. They're 10-0-1. Of course, the one game I bet on them on the money line, they lose in overtime. What's up with uh, these so- <laughs> Florida teams being good at hockey? I feel like that's I a state know. that doesn't deserve good hockey. Yeah, you know? and I heard – I think it was like 10 years ago, like Florida was like one of the worst uh, home ices in the entire I, – I, I don't even know what's how Florida – but Florida has like red, blue, and they're a panther. It's a weird thing. Right. Um, I don't even know. But they had a big comeback uh, when they were down 4-1 midway through the game, came back with three unanswered. Ovi, Tom Wilson, and Conor McMichael. Tom Wilson got his first of the season, which is good to see uh, him get off the schneid. And Connor McMichael got his first of his career, which is very good to see as well. So he kind of broke the ice there as well. No pun intended. Uh, but there's no gas left uh, in OT because the possession was just dominated by Florida in overtime. I was watching something else at the time. And then when I saw it in overtime, I was like, yo, I got to go back to this. And I ended up going back to it. And, of course, it was probably the Mike Jinx or something because they didn't even get the puck pretty much in all of overtime. There's nothing more lost. brutal than losing in overtime where the team just can't even get the puck for, like, <laughs> one possession in overtime. Right. It's crazy. It was crazy. That was the fourth straight loss in overtime, which is now the league most uh, NHL league, not just the East, uh, with four straight overtime losses. And Saturday, they lost to Philly 2-1. to one. It's one of those hard-fought Metro Division games. Obviously, the stats were almost identical. Martin Jones had a great, great game in between the pipes uh, as he continues his hot start in Philly. 3-0-0, 1.67 goals against uh, per game average and a 95% save percentage in Philly so far in his three starts. Vitek Vanacek had a strong game uh, with 94% save percentage, but he did falter as of late uh, with five straight losses for him, two plus goals allowed in, in, the, in, in the last five games. Can't even talk today. In the last five games <laughs> since his hot start. But let's get to a game, or excuse me, to a team. See, I can't even talk today. I'm going to get back into it. <laughs> get to a team. The at some point I will. I've been talking a lot today at work, and it's just it might. I'm off my game. You're talked out. You're talked out. So the Washington Wizards have been on fire, Mr. Simpson. Let's get right. to Yeah, that. they have. Uh, and this was kind of an up and down week for them. They started off the week not great, uh, but they really turned it around later in the week. So right now, seven and three, 
fourth in the Eastern Conference. The week started by the Monday game, losing to an, a good Atlanta Hawks team, a team that's in, right there in the middle of the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, this two-game stretch was kind of rough. You had Beal score 19 of his 24 points in the first half, so only five points for Beal in the second half. That's not going to help, and this team went stretches of two to three minutes at times without scoring, only 17 points in the third quarter. You're not going to win many games when you do that, but hey, they only lost by seven, and they played that bad. Wednesday, another loss to a hot Raptors team at the time, 109-100. Wiz shot the ball terribly from three-point range, 8 of 32. Harold, decent game, 15 and 10. Bertans uh, actually went out with injury in the Atlanta game, uh, so he was out for that uh, Raptors game. And uh, just one note, Corey Kispert picks up his first career tech. Good for for the kid. Uh, But here's where the week really turned around Friday. You got John Moran in town. And this team beat down Memphis, 115-87. You had seven Wizards in double figures. Wiz had Memphis, uh, held Memphis to 35% shooting from the field, uh, had 34 assists on 49 field goals. I mean, this was just a blowout win for the Wiz. This is exactly what they needed to get back on track after the skid. Uh, and, yeah, you'd love to beat one of the best point guards, young point guards in the league, and John Morant. Uh, and then Sunday, it got even better, taking on the defending champs, the Bucks. Uh, 101-94, Beal with 30 on the day. Uh, Wiz held opponents to under 100 points for the third time this season because they did it back-to-back games, the Memphis game and the Bucks game. Kuzma, good game for him, 15-10 and 10 for Kyle Kuzma as the Wiz go 2-2 two and two on the week. But here we are, 10 games into this 82-game season. Seven and three record. I mean, I don't have the stat right in front of me, Mike, but I got to assume not many wizard seasons have started seven and three in their first 10 games or better. Uh, this is exactly what we wanted to, how, how this team should start. And actually let's go, let's switch around. Let's go wizards first. And then we'll talk about the Cavs. just cause we're already talking about the whiz right now. Um, so these wizards, Let's go. Let's talk a little some stats here, Mike. Through these first ten games, we're just looking All at some right. of the key players on this team. Uh, obviously, everything always starts with Bradley Beal, uh, averaging twenty four point two points per game, uh, five assists, five rebounds. The shooting numbers were bad to start the year. They're getting better. He's up to forty two percent from the field. The twenty five percent from three. You'd love to get that over above thirty percent, maybe close to thirty five. Uh, but these other guys that we've talked about, Mike Harrell. Dinwiddie, Kuzma, these guys were brought in. This was the Tommy Shepard flip. And, I mean, look at that. Those are three of the top four scorers on this team right now. And all these numbers are pretty impressive. I mean, which of those three, Harold Dinwiddie and Kuzma, is sticking out the most to you as far as, like, all right, this guy's making a huge impact? Spencer Dinwiddie was the big signing for us. Now, we did have the trade uh, with Russ. um, But, honestly, every single game that I'm watching – Montrez Harrell is just a beast. Right. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, oh, this guy is a starting all-star, you know, for the East or anything like that. But his stats and coming off the bench, now I, get a, I, think, I think he has 29 minutes or so uh, per game, if I'm not mistaken. It might be a little bit more than that uh, as of late because Gafford's injury and so on and so forth. But you're looking at it and saying – He's just making this team so much better because oh, of yeah. his grit and his tenacity. I believe he's only 6'9". I'll have to look at some of those uh, stats as well uh, for his um, biometrics or whatever the heck they call <laughs> sure. it. Sure. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, but just looking at it, 
I mean, him and Beal are on point. Last night in the Bucks game, I mean, you saw a couple alley-oops and a couple, like, just on point. Chemistry is sitting there clicking. And it's just something that we haven't had in a while because if you date back to the teams with, like, like we talked about last week, Brendan Haywood, Aton Thomas, like those type of guys, we've never had a center. And I'm, I'm, I would say Harrell is more so a power forward type. I'd agree um, with that, yeah. But he, a power forward that grabs rebounds. But, I mean, because you're looking at nowadays, I mean, power forwards are like LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, uh, nowadays it's who, literally just like bigs and guards. Like the, the power exactly. forward role is a lot different than it's been in the past. They, they don't even really call him uh, power forwards anymore. But you're right. He isn't... He isn't like a Daniel Gafford, Nene, Gortat type type of center. He is the power forward who can score. I mean, he's shooting sixty three percent from the field, which you love for for a guy in that size. He's putting up the numbers that this the, that they need. And you're right, the tenacity, the grit, it's all there. He gives his team an edge. We haven't had that in forever. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is that I'm looking at is it's not just the stats when you look at Montrez Harrell. When, when you look at Montrez Harrell, like we talked about, it's the grit, it's the tenacity, it's the attitude, it's the dreads. You know, this guy's just out there balling, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, it, it sounds weird me saying it, uh, but all those factors factor into a ball club. You sure. can't just go out there and – I mean, Russ had some attitude here and there, and there's some other guys like Gortat had some attitude with John Wall and stuff like that. I mean, at, at each other and also <laughs> at other players. But you're looking at it and just saying, this guy goes out there and wants his team to win. He doesn't matter if he's on the Lakers. He doesn't matter if he's on the Suns or whoever else he's going to be playing for uh, the rest of his career, hopefully with us for a long time. But – you're just looking at it and saying this guy is all around the type of player that we want to build around and, and build our culture around because we've looked at Ron Rivera trying to build a different culture with the Washington football team. But Tommy Shepard has kind of jump-started this culture change here in D.C. at Capital One Arena because you're trying to build around uh, Bradley Beal. And then you get uh, Russ's contract, John Wall's contract out of here, so you can try to sign more free agents. You got Spencer Dinwiddie to try to run the point now, where he's probably the mo most comparable point guard, actual point guard, point guard, uh, you know, that we've had, you know, with you know shooting with a three ball and with the assists and with the points. Obviously, like I said before, Russ was there to you know basically be that all around jack of all trades, but he didn't like propel this team. I would say, right. uh, like a Spencer Dinwiddie can. He wasn't as much of a. I mean, even the, the crazy thing with Russ was like, yes, he he would get those triple doubles, but it always yeah. it, never, it still never felt like he was a good ball distributor. And I know that sounds crazy to say because he'd have the assist stats, so you know that he was distributing the ball. But it's like it just never felt that. It felt like the ball would sometimes just. Uh, he would get the ball and he would just pound it until he threw up a, a, a mid-court jumper. You just don't necessarily see that from Dinwiddie as much. Uh, you, you, you feel like Dinwiddie's more of the, as you said, the, 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 the point guard that is the distributor, which is like, but can also score. And, and he's kind of a yeah. mix of that. And yeah, he's been great. He's been great. And that's what I think about, I mean, and I'm obviously mentioning a bunch of different guys here, at least, well, at least the two guys that I think are uh, more of factors in this, this team. But you're just looking at Harrell, and like I said, Dinwiddie was a certain certain way when it comes to you, you you know compare him to you know, point guards of the past. But Harrell is just like I said, that type of guy. That's a good chemistry guy. That's a good locker room guy. That's a good culture guy. And right now, the Wizards have been a team in the past that has not been uh, you know a 
NBA type culture, you know, sure. that you want to be in. And that's why we haven't been able to sign free agents. That's why we haven't been able to have competence in the front office. But Tommy Shepard, again, kudos to him for going out, getting rid of those two huge contracts, now trying to, you know, make this culture a certain, you know, uh, aspect of DC where now we can kind of look at it and say, huh. Maybe this is kind of like a Caps culture where you go out there and you have free agents that want to come here. You have free agents that want to, you know, build around these grit guys, these these team-oriented guys that are going to go out there and play hard every single night. And when you're looking at Montrez Harrell, 17.5 points per game, 9 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, so he's still distributing the ball, high field goal percentage. I just think that when you're looking... At his game right now, especially coming off the bench when we have Gafford in there and then when Thomas Bryant comes back and Rui and so on and so forth, I think he's going to stay out there and just, I mean, especially if he's on the second team or even when he, you know, spots on the first team, I think he's going to go out there and keep this team in ball games, which is what we need right now to keep our team above in the standings. And honestly, no one's really given us any props because the power rankings on ESPN, literally, we only went up one spot. Right. And we beat the we beat the Bucks and we beat down John Morant and the Grizz. So I just don't understand it. But answering your question, Montrez Harrell, out of the three, no, no you know, dig at Spencer Dinwiddie or Kyle Kuzma. They've uh, contributed their own. But Montrez Harold, every single time I see him go out there, I just and I texted it to you. I just love watching this team play. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just fun to watch them play. We I said that last year after the first couple of games with Russ and stuff like that. I was like, hey, this is gonna be a fun year and stuff like that. But seven and three, like you mentioned a second ago, we haven't had this in a very long time. And I think Montrez Harold is the catalyst to that because you said it yourself multiple times on this show and and, and outside the show off air that Bradley Beal hasn't really bought in that much. Last night, it, it, it for some reason, it just felt to me that he bought in and Montrez Harrell and him were just going back and forth. Beal was distributing to Corey Kispert, and he's clapping him up and <laughs> dapping him up and saying, dude, yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, I know he didn't sound like that. Uh, but, but at the same time, it's just, I mean, it's just fun to see them. And I think Montrez Harrell is a catalyst to all three of those new guys that came in. Yeah, maybe Beal has seen this great start for the team and it's kind of realized like, oh, yeah, no, we're actually good. You know, like right, maybe right. he was looking at this year as like another rebuilding year or whatever. But uh, I mean, seven and three start—that's that's exactly where you'd want to be. Uh, another big note about this team is the defense. I mean, this is—we finally have a team that right now is top five in defensive rating. This is their fifth, uh, and as we've seen in years past, teams that are competing for NBA championships are typically teams that are top ten defense as well as top ten offense. And so, and this team has been bad defensively, and that's the Wes Unsell Jr. influence on this defense uh, playing so well. We talked about three games already. They've kept opponents over 100 points. That just doesn't happen in the NBA much, man. I mean, you watch on a game on any given night, the score is likely to go over 100. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. And, and so this defensive team has been great as far as some other team stats. Tied for eighth for most points per game as a team. Eighth best shooting team. Uh, the three-point percentage is not great. A lot of that is Bradley Beal. <laughs> Uh, they're 22nd, uh, fourth in free throw attempts per game. So this team is, you know, taking contact getting to the line, just like you'd like to see them do sixth in rebounds per game, 11th in points allowed. And, uh, they're scoring about four, 4.3 points more than, than the opponent. So these have been relatively close games at times, but I mean, top 10 in a lot of these categories, especially like shooting and, uh, defensive rating and rebounds, uh, this, this team, as you said, needs more credit. Uh, they really do. I mean, the power rankings are disrespecting them. I don't think anybody's really paying that much attention. And 
we kind of like it a little bit because you, you like to fly under the radar a little bit. But, man, where's the respect? Where's the respect for this group, man? <laughs> and that's the funny thing, too, is what you're mentioning with defensive ratings and so on and so forth. Because, you know, you're looking at teams, and I love Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is one of the best coaches, I believe, in the entire NBA, if not the best coach in the entire NBA. Now, I'm not trying to disrespect Pop or anything like that, um, but – you're looking at the New York Knicks, and yes, they are about 110 uh, points per game opponents and stuff like that. But, I mean, you're, you're looking at his system and how he plays defense and how he plays, like, you know, possession by possession and so on and so forth uh, that he's had in years past, you know, when he was with Chicago and so on. Right. Uh, but looking at the Wiz, I mean, we were always, especially in the East, we were always bottom two with opponents' points per game. Uh, and now you're looking at it, 105.9. We're scoring 110, which is nice because the scoring has dropped off a little bit. But like I said last week, I mean, we've dropped off like 10 points per game or so. And yes, it's early. But this is now a continuing theme, especially we didn't have Gafford there for a couple games. And Gafford's good for a, uh, probably one to three blocks a game. Definitely. You know, guarding that paint. We don't have Thomas Bryant, even though I, Thomas Bryant, we'll see what we actually get from him. Rui, you know, we saw it in the Olympics. He's an improved defender. I mean, we're just looking at this team and seeing the improvements. And Wes Unsell Jr., I mentioned Tom Thibodeau. Wes Unsell Jr. is now kind of proven himself as this is his strategy, is limit the possessions, limit the opponent's point points per game, and just go out there and play possession-by-possession possession ball. And that's what I like to see is because we go out there, we're methodical when we have the ball. That's why I like Spencer Dinwiddie because, you know, he is not, you know, like a Russ, again, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of taking digs at Russ because he did say that stuff about uh, try to take away uh, Brad from the team. Right. But when you're looking at it, I think he's more methodical because he does that, you know, possession by possession type thing where, okay, if I don't touch the ball this possession, it's fine. I know I'm the point guard and, you know, I'm not like a prototypical point guard where I have to touch the ball every single, you know, play. But you're looking at it and saying, like, oh, if Brad wants to take it this time or so on. So for somebody else that's out there uh, wants to take it, if, if Kuz wants to, wants to start it down the floor or whatever. I just think that 105.9 gives you a chance every single night to go out there because, right. like you mentioned, every team out there is scoring over 100. I mean, in the East, only one team, and you know which team that is, is scoring under 100. Yes, sorry, to, I, sorry, to, sorry to mention. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Also, they didn't have Cade Cunningham for the first, you know, for six games or whatever. Right. So that, that's, that's, that's besides the point. But you're looking at it. There's only two teams in the entire NBA that are scoring under 100, under 100 points. So if you're laying 105, that gives you a chance every single night. And I think it's time that we start thinking about, hey, we have built something here with the young guys that we've drafted. Yes, some of them are just more so role players. Who knows about Corey Kispert? Um, but some of the guys we've drafted now that we've traded for Kyle Kuzma, who's still young, uh, Montrez Harrell, who's still, I believe he's under 30 still. Um, but you're looking at some of these guys that we can build around. Now it's time to start thinking about possible free agency, uh, sure. you know, and stuff like that. It's a little early in the season to start thinking about that, but I'm just trying to put that seed in the back. Yeah, of your you want to be an attractive that... destination. I mean, and, exactly. and you're right. I think the culture is starting to change, and I think hopefully free agents take notice of that and can see that hey, this is not a bad place to go. You can come to DC and try to and, and try to make a winner. Which we haven't seen in 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 a while since the Otto Porter, John Wall, Bradley Beal uh, days of, of making Eastern Conference Finals and things like that. So uh, we'll see. But the Wizards, you gotta love it. One eighth of the season through, 
seven and three to start the year. You'd love to see how these next ten games go um, as well. So they'll be uh, back to action this week. We'll talk about the schedule ahead for them in a moment. Let's move to the ice. Let's move to the ice. The there Washington it is. <laughs> the Washington Capitals. We talked about it earlier as far as their rough stretch as of late, but this is still a 5-2-4 team, fifth place in the Met. Uh, and I guess one of the issues that you have noticed, Mike, um, and many Caps fans have, have been taking notice is the goalie side of things. And this is an organization that had um, those years of Braden Holtby just holding down the fort. Um, and obviously they had to transition away from that. When And, and you have these two young guys in, in Vitek Vanacek and, and Samsonov and trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, who's going to be the guy to really step up and, and man that uh, the net for the future. And both guys have seemingly had a little bit of a rough time this season. And obviously... You know, last year it was kind of on and off, but 10 goals allowed in the last three games. Mike, you're not going to win many games when you're giving up that many. It's not it's not a pretty sight so far in the in the net for the Caps this season. Yeah, the biggest thing is when you're looking at Vitek's hot start, everyone was like, man, he might be better than Samsonov. And then everyone was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe he's our next goalie for the future. And I'm not saying he's not. Obviously, sure. it's still early. But, uh, and I like how we keep saying it, it's still early. It's still early. I mean, about it is, the it is. It's true, though. Um, but there's not a lot to talk about with the Washington football team, right, so you got to right, go right. with something. Um, but you're looking at it, and yes, the overtime losses have been a killer because you know he's had three VTech. That is, um, that's three goals right there. Say we score first, and all of a sudden take three away from that, and then all of a sudden it's a different story. Sure. Um, but Ilya Samsonov was supposed to be the guy. And now that we are realizing that maybe he is not the guy in the sense of being the starter, what are we doing? And I think Peter Laviolette uh, knows this. And I think the defense hasn't been that big of an issue um, because obviously we talked about the face-off dot and stuff like that in the episodes past. But the biggest thing with this team, I think, as of right now, besides the face-off dot, besides the injuries too, is the goalie situation because VTech is only saving 90, probably 91. You could round it up if you wanted to, uh, percent. And then Samsonov, I mean, he's played four games or excuse me, five games, uh, I guess with subs and everything like that. And he's only saving less than 90%. Yeah. So you kind of look at it and say, what would he do? What are we doing here? I mean, this is the biggest thing is you they both are letting in over two goals a game, which is not horrible. But the last five games, I even mentioned it with, 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 with VTech. I mean, come on now, dude. Like, you are really, really struggling when it comes to the last five games. Because the last five games, I mean, he has five straight losses. He's letting in two-plus goals in his last five games. When his first three games, you know, the first three games, I think he only let in four. So you're looking at it and saying, man, this something has to change here. I'm not saying we got to make a goalie change or anything like that. But something's got to go because this is an early issue that we are hoping not to have because now that we have injuries with Oshie, Backstrom still, there's no timetable for him. I just think that looking at uh, this goalie situation, they got to start bailing us out at some point because, yes, not having Oshie is kind of hurting us a little bit more than we think, in my opinion, because you know he's one of those leaders on the front line. We saw in the game against Tampa Bay, yes, it was only 3-2, to two, but, I mean, we like I said before earlier in the rundown, 
you know, or excuse me, the rewind that we literally had the guys out there that <laughs> I never even heard of before. <laughs> and you're, you're looking at it and saying, okay, we don't have a full squad or the depth that we used to have before, but Martin Faravari is not playing bad. Okay. John Carlson's still out there. I mean, we still have guys out, Demetri Orlov, that we still have professional defenders out there. So it's not all the defense. Yes. A bad bounce here and there uh, is, is unfortunate, but I mean, come on now. I mean, Sam Sonoff, you know, an 89% save percentage, and he had one shutout against the awful Coyotes. So you're looking at it and saying, what are we doing? What do we need to do? I mean, 10 goals in the last three games, as you mentioned, is terrible. That's 3.33 goals a game. This this team is not going to go out there and score four goals a game every single night. It's just not going to happen. Our guys are getting a little bit older. Tom Wilson finally, you know, lit the lamp uh, recently. Um, Kuznetsov, it might have a breakdown at some point. You never know with him. He's always a head case. But that's the biggest thing is we can't have a goalie situation where who's going to start, who's going to actually go out there. Because, yes, Samsonov has a better record, but his goals against is half a goal higher and his save percentage is lower. So it's like what? who is the starter? Who is going to go out there and prove it? Because, like you said, the Hopi situation was really nice because we knew he was going to go out there and be that guy. We knew that uh, you know he was going to go out there every every other day or whenever we had games and every I guess he would take a day off every third game or whatever, um, and and be that stronghold in between the pipes. Yes, they have bad games here or there, but these two guys are young. I'm going to give them a little bit more time, but after say another two weeks, if these problems are still there, are still prevalent, then I might start to worry just a little bit more for the most part. Speaking of young, uh, tonight will be another debut. Uh, for a, another rookie for this Caps team. You have Axel uh, Johnson-Hjalby, the Caps' fifth-round pick in the 2016 NHL Draft, will be making his uh, debut wow. tonight. Um, and uh, just because of all the injuries, as you talked about, I mean, the Caps are missing two, three top six forwards in Backstrom, Mantha, and Oshie. Uh, we didn't even mention Mantha being out Mantha as well. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, this is the fourth player to make his NHL debut for the Caps in a dozen games this season. So it, it's it's definitely kind of a different year than years past where I feel like in years past we haven't really seen these rookies play that much. I mean, uh, they would squeak, squeak them in every now and then, but for the most part it was usually, all right, the veteran guys that have been there are playing. And, I mean, as we talked about, the fourth debut for, for, for a Caps uh, Caps rookie, and so you know we'll see that it all is tonight with the Buffalo game, I believe, right? Yeah, I think it's Sabers. Yeah, tonight. well, and the good thing is Buffalo traded Jack Eichel, which was supposedly their star, so that might kind of get us off the schneid a little bit. Um, we just need to start getting points. Now, I'm not saying I want more overtime losses. Like, please, dear God, just just <laughs> just, just score. They gotta get it more. They gotta break that eventually. <laughs> they gotta get an overtime win. Or at least yeah, the puck. So get the puck. That would be nice. <laughs> get the puck. Don't, don't sit there against the Florida Panthers and just sit there and have three minutes of the Panthers just passing it back and forth. Now, the, the good thing about the Caps is this is a team that traditionally, when we see them go through skids, they usually are able to right the ship pretty quick. Like, they don't let right. three games turn into seven. You know, like we'll see them lose maybe three or four tough ones, maybe an overtime loss here and there, and then they rattle off a couple wins in a row or something like right. that. And that's been a hallmark of this team um, for years now. So I don't expect this bad play to continue. I mean, they've had some bad luck. They've had some tough losses. So I would assume that tonight would be a great night for them to get the uh, get everything back on track. So um, we'll see. We'll see because it's a busy, busy week because – 
uh, as we'll mention the forecast in a little bit, Thursday in Detroit against my boys. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Red Wings did, who did, are <laughs> knocking on the door of playoff contention. We'll see. I mean, it's early, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you got the points. Um, well, it, di- it didn't work out so well for us the first time. You guys beat us, and we lost TJ Oshie. So. Right. <laughs> and Dylan Larkin is back for the Wings after he's been out for like three games in a row for some sort of family uh, emergency or whatever. But um, So we'll see. That'll be Thursday. Uh, we'll talk about the rest of the forecast in a bit. Let's go into the football side of things real quick, just talking NFC East. Um because obviously the Washington football team did not play this week, but they're the three other division uh, guys did. Um, starting with Dallas, the Cowboys losing to Denver 30-16, and that score doesn't even really tell you the truth of the game because, as you mentioned, Mike, uh, down 30 to nothing with six minutes left. Those were garbage time points that my right. guy Dak, who fantasy football, thank God, was able to get some points there. But the Broncos beat down the Cowboys like it's as simple as that like I mean it was a beat down <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand how DraftKings knew this but DraftKings had a promo for Zeke to score any time in the game and they plus they did went from minus 150 I believe to plus 100 and I was like yeah I'll throw 10 bucks on that I mean right. hey I'll, 10, 10 he's gonna score at some point right of course they don't have they didn't score a single point was until six minutes left and of course they throw to like their fifth receiver like uh, Mark T- Tarker, or I don't even know what the guy's name was. To be honest, I, I already forgot it because I don't even know who he is. And uh, and like how I said, Mark Tucker is like the the first. Uh, yeah, first Justin name Tucker's right. brother, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever his name is. And I mean, thirty to nothing. I mean, that's just, when it comes down to this game. I don't know really who the Dallas Cowboys really are now. No, because you have no Den- idea. Den- Denver is not that good. Especially they traded Von Miller. Okay, so Von Miller wasn't even playing for him. Right. And you're looking at this team because literally Denver just played us and we scored, what was it? It was a 13 to 10 game, I believe it was, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And we held them to 13 points. Dallas's defense lets them have 30. It's insane. Now, I understand, it's insane. I, understand, I, I understand that things happen in a game, but you're looking at some of these stats. The Broncos had over 400 yards of offense, the time of possession was unbelievable 41 yeah. minutes to 19 that's minutes. insane and you're gonna say the dallas offense is one of the best in the league i mean you can't even score a single point against a von miller list denver team now i'm not gonna say denver's bad because denver has a couple good corners and so on and so forth uh when it comes to their secondary but uh, the dallas cowboys have amari cooper cd lamb I mean, they got they got some oh, guys out there. They that have a catch star-studded the ball. cast. I mean, this is a this, they will win the the NFC East. I mean, we know that already, and they were. Uh, it's unbelievable. Know, uh, it's crazy, and they're six and two, and but that loss was really bad. Uh, the Eagles lost to the Chargers, a heartbreaker, 27-24. They gave the Chargers a game. I think the Chargers were favored maybe three and a half in this one. And uh, No, 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 no. It, it lowered to a pick'em game. Oh, wow. Okay. I believe that. I didn't know that. I was like, I was surprised by I that. I would have put the Chargers in there easily. As, as I did. The, there you go. <laughs> uh, our old pal, Dustin Hopkins, good old Dusty Hopkins, kicks a game-winning field goal for the Chargers. Uh, he did miss an extra point, though. We're very familiar with that. Um, Jalen Hurts, uh, he has really had kind of an up-and-down season, and it's been pretty bad of late. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, in, in, in the notes here, Mike, four of the last five games, he hasn't thrown over 200 yards. Yep. And 
this is a guy obviously that makes a lot of his living with his feet as well, but um, you got to still be able to throw the ball. And and uh, Jalen Hurts is, is struggling. He's struggling. And and this obviously the Eagles aren't playing really for anything this year. Like they're not going to uh, make any run. But man, you'd expect a little bit more because he started off the season okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he was one of those sneaky fantasy backup quarterback picks. Um, I have him on my bench, and uh, man, uh, he he's not doing much. Um, yeah. So the Eagles lose to the Chargers and then the Giants. Another weird weekend game here as they beat the Raiders uh, 23-16. And, uh, I mean, it's six field goals for both teams. This was the – if you had any of these kickers, you were you were pretty happy right. um, in this one. But, again, another one of those games where you're just like – you look at that final score, you're like, what the heck happened? The Raiders yeah. are a better team than the Giants. Yeah, and, and not to mention – Another DraftKings promo. DraftKings is on fire. Right. They had a boost where uh, neither team would score. I believe it was 24 or 23. I forgot exactly which one it was. I was like, ah, I'm not going to take that because knowing knowing me, I'll bet on the I'll bet on that one. And then all of a sudden, the Giants scored 50. Right. Um, and uh, of course, you know, somehow that promo just barely got it. Um, but Danny Dimes, I mean, 15 to 20 for 110 yards. Not to mention, he only accounted for about 127 because he had 17 rushing yards. So I understand that they ran the ball pretty well and different things like that with Booker. But, I mean, geez Louise, these two teams, the Giants and the Eagles, are just bad. Could the NFC East be any more embarrassing? (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty bad. I mean, let's be honest here. The Eagles somehow lucked out with a couple wins, and then the Giants are now somehow – I mean, think about this. The Giants should be 4-5 and if they beat the Washington football team, which is kind of crazy because you look at it and you're like – this Giants team sucks. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, how are they? We four and five. It makes no sense. No, this this division is bad. I mean, and the Cowboys being the kings of this division means nothing because uh, when you look around at some of these other divisions, you're just like, oh man, the NFC East is bad. Uh, yeah. College football. UVA had the week off. Uh, Virginia Tech loses to Boston College, seventeen to three. I don't think you even want to talk about that one. Um, Negative. Maryland loses to Penn State, thirty-one uh, fourteen. Not a giant blowout or anything, but um, Maryland will be uh, traveling to Michigan State this weekend. Uh, Liberty lost to Ole Miss, twenty-seven fourteen. I was hoping the Flames would give Ole Miss a game, but yeah. Ole Miss is Ole Miss, man. I mean, they're coming out of the SEC like they're they're. A, a good team it's yeah. uh but still it's always fun when you get a team like liberty who has a decent program uh gets to play some of the big guys every now and then and then odu beats uh fiu 47 24 hope you had the over on that one people uh <laughs> the forecast we mentioned the washington football team 1 p.m game against tampa tampa bay uh i am uh, i don't do we have an early line for this one have you seen it anywhere uh, I believe it is nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, I would take I would take that nine and a half uh, if I'm a Tampa fan. I, I think I think this one might I'll be. I'll double ugly. check it. I'll I'm, double check. I'm it. thinking it will probably be a couple touchdowns, um, but you never know. Again, we've seen so many crazy things happen this weekend. I don't think the the Washington football team will win, but maybe they can cover nine and a half. I don't know, Mike. Maybe the defense continues stepping up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just don't know because of the sole fact that Tampa lost their last game. Uh, it was pretty ugly, by the way, too. Yeah. Now they come back. They have an off week, uh, just like we did, and they're playing at a crappy FedEx field where now you're going to see all these Tampa jerseys out there for Tom Brady. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I, I, I mean, over 51 and a half. 
I would, if I had to go with a bet on this game, I would honestly take the under on that because sure. I have a feeling that yes, there's a potential that the Bucks can throw all over us, and we are also not notoriously good out of a bye week. <laughs> um, but just looking at it, I think that our defense has played better. I think our defensive line has played better. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of short passes, I believe. And oh yeah, that's Tom Brady's mo. I, I like I like it, taking the under out of two teams coming out of the bye week. I, I think it's fifty one and a half. It's fifty one and a half. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's a lot. I mean, you're, you're right now you're calling a, a thirty to twenty one game. Now I don't even know if we can score that many. Um, but at the same with Taylor Heineke, but you're looking at it and thinking, is Tom Brady gonna go out there and drop a thirty spot on us? As of as of lately, I don't think they're going to be able to. I'm thinking I think twenty eight fourteen is my final. That's not a bad score. one. That's not a bad one. Uh, yeah. The Caps this week Monday. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, definitely no field goals because Blewett's not going to make one. <laughs> no, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, Monday against uh, Buffalo. Thursday at Detroit. Friday at Columbus. Sunday versus the Pens. So packed week for the Caps. It all starts tonight as we are recording this on Monday against Buffalo. This is a, this is a big night. They need to get the win tonight. The Wiz have some time off, just like a few other teams in the league for some reason. There's this weird kind of break because um, the Wiz don't play to, again until Wednesday. Uh, they got a two-game road trip. They got Wednesday at the Cavs, and then they don't play again until Saturday at Orlando. I don't know what's going on with the scheduling here, um, but we got at least two Wizards games we'll get to talk about next show. In college football locally, Duke at uh, Virginia Tech. You got JMU at William & Mary, the new Sunbelt Conference folks, JMU. Uh, yep. Maryland at number 8, Michigan State. Uh, and number 7, Notre Dame will be traveling to Whoville to take on the Who's. And I did want to mention College Hoops is back this week. I'll throw out some of these games to you real quick. Uh, Quinny Piak taking on at number 21, ranked Maryland. Uh, we got North Carolina Central at Richmond. Stony Brook at my George Mason Patriots. I will be there at Eagle Bank Arena tomorrow. Uh, St. Francis at GW. Maine at Virginia Tech. Navy at 25 UVA. Those are all Tuesday games. Um, and then Wednesday, you got uh, ODU playing, Virginia Wesleyan, Carlo University at JMU. There's some universities here, Mike, I've never heard of in my life. Uh, <laughs> William, William and Mary at, uh, I've heard of Monte Carlo, never heard of Carlo University. William and Mary at Wake Forest. And then Thursday, you got GW at 21 Maryland. And then Friday, Radford traveling to Whoville to take on UVA and Utah State, taking on a good Richmond team. Then you got Penn at Mason and Virginia Tech at Navy. So tons of college basketball for those college hoops fans. You got games. I mean, every day this week, it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get wild, and it's fun. I'm I'm glad college college basketball's back. It's it's uh, I missed it. I missed it. Um, the stands, the arenas are gonna be able to be kind of full capacity again. I'm looking forward to going to the Mason game tomorrow, Eagle Bank Arena. Uh, brand new coach Kim English from Tennessee. Um, you got a bunch of transfers that are studs. I'm excited, uh, but a lot of fun local basketball here in the state. We got to get you out to a game again, Mike. The old Eagle Bank Arena. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now that I, you don't I, live out I, in Loudoun County, now you're closer. You know. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm literally probably I don't know, probably say 15 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, not far at all. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll take a look at the that when the conference schedule starts. We got to go to the VCU when they come to town again. We oh did yeah, that one year. Uh, let's hit up the final lap here. Let's just get some thoughts on some other big stories going on in sports. 90 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Jordan Love, Michael. I watched this game last night because I, my other guy in fantasy had Patrick Mahomes, so I was watching this one, and man, Jordan Love looked rough. Uh, two for 12 on third downs, 19 to 34 for 190 yards. Uh, who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers uh, for, for the near future. Jordan Love 
doesn't look like the guy in Green Bay. For a good Green Bay team, this could tank their season. Yeah, I had the under in this game. Thank God I did. Uh, but the sole fact that, I mean, what's worse, Jordan Love or Pat Mahomes right now? Eesh, he did not look good. Uh, Gonzaga basketball favored for the second straight year to win the title. Now, we know how that happened. Uh, we know what happened last year, of course. Baylor taking them down in the championship game. But Gonzaga pretty much returning everybody, uh, except for a guy like Corey Kispert and things like that went to the league. But yeah. Jalen Suggs. Uh, but they got Drew Timmy coming back, and, and a lot of they got Chet Holmgren in now, um, the freshman. So Gonzaga, Mike, the Zags, will this be the year? Will they finally get it done? I don't know if they will or not. Usually there's always one of these dark horses that's like rated in the top 10 that somehow goes on a Baylor run. So who knows? Who knows? But I think Gonzaga, as, as always, they're always favored, but it always comes down to tournament time. Our boy OBJ, Mike, finally forced his way out of Cleveland, what a nightmare situation that has been. <laughs> this guy is just a loser. He I is. mean, he's just a loser. <laughs> I mean, is. come on now. Second straight team that has had a decent core around them yeah. that he just he just he just can't get along with anybody. I mean, he's throwing his helmet at like you know kicking posts at, in, in New York and getting hit in the face. Now he's out here and he was he's been a ghost the last two years. I know. I mean, he, he hasn't done anything. My favorite thing was I think his I don't know if his dad created this. Or his dad just like retweeted it, but there was like a video highlights of, and it was trying to say all the times that Baker Mayfield didn't pass to Odell Beckham Jr. when he was open, and somebody created like a highlight tape of all of those instances, and like Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad like retweeted it or something. It was like it was hilarious. It's like it, so it, many it times like, it's like, dude, you know how many times you've dropped the ball when Baker threw you the ball? Like yeah. probably more than he's missed you wide open. Like it's you're he just hasn't been that good. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is that that's an excuse. I mean, obviously, you know, there's always a you know a, a, a reaction to an action, but at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, okay, not all of those plays you, you had Baker Mayfield have a clean pocket and just sitting there like you know going through progressions and stuff like. That. It's like I don't understand like how he is always in the right when it comes to the NFL. He's just another diva that goes out there, can't stay on a team now. You're looking at people like T.O. You know, T.O. was always a diva in the locker room and so on and so forth. And that's why he was on four or five different teams. But you're just looking at different guys. Like, look at Chad Ochocinco. He knew his role. He knew that he was good enough. But he'd always go and hype his own guys up and all that kind of stuff. That's why he stayed in Cincinnati for forever. So it's like there's always that one guy that's in the league, you know, that will – always cause waves and that's what obj has been his entire career yeah i mean obviously being a professional athlete like you need to have some self-confidence i mean you are in uh, a very enviable position but you can't be a head case and clearly odell beckham jr has been a head case uh i mean ever really he only had that rookie season where he was rookie of the year and uh was tremendous for for the giants and ever since then it's like it's been rough uh, my last note, just St. Louis Cardinals become the first MLB team to have five gold glove winners this season. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. That's impressive. I would, it would have been nice to see them actually do something in the wild card game. Right. But, you know, obviously it kind of all went to S because the sole fact that, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't win that game. And then they, those, those 19 wins, you know, just didn't didn't count for anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. And uh, I mean, they'll take the hardware and the gold gloves. But, uh, you know, definitely. 
You got to try to win one because, yeah, the Atlanta Braves, obviously, as we haven't really talked too much about, um, able to get the win there. Uh, real quick, MLB award races. Here's kind of the finalists for the various awards. NL Cy Young, you got Corbin Burns from the Brewers. You have Max Scherzer, Nationals and Dodgers. And you have Zach Wheeler from the Phillies. AL Rookie of the Year, you got Randy Orezarena from the Rays, Wander Franco from the Rays, and Luis Garcia from the Astros. Those, those are the only ones that have been announced at this point. They're actually announcing them live, I believe. So I don't have, like, AL Cy Youngs or AL MVP or any of that stuff right now. But cool to see Max there in the mix. Always We always support Max Scherzer. Let's do a little trivia. It's a little trivia time here. Okay. I wonder if I have my trivia box close by. One second. Where'd it go? That's what I want to know is where the, uh, I guess, or maybe it was a holiday thing. I got mine in doubt, though. It's been a, I don't know, uh, as I've kind of explained, it's been kind of a giant mess over here. I uh, Just because crazy, crazy stuff. So I, I did find it. <laughs> Great, crazy stuff. I did find it. Um, All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Let's have you go first. Okay, okay. So this is the same one that I said I was going to ask you last week, but I ended up going with a Wizards one instead last week. Okay. This is a Capitals one. Oh, great. So it's in 2015, and it's a Winter Classic question. Okay? So don't Google it. Uh, here we go. What winger scored with 13 seconds left in the 2015 Winter Classic to give the Caps a 3-2 win over the Chicago Blackhawks? I mean, you now, know... Now, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I, I think, honestly, I'll, I will give you two questions, and I'll give you a hint, too, as well. Because, obviously, I know you're not a huge Caps guy, but um, or at least Caps follower when it comes down to them or the Red Wings, stuff like that. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, I would have an idea of who this was, but at first, I got it wrong. I had to have a couple guesses. But there is a clue with inside the question. There's a clue within... The question was it because they said winger, so we know that it's like a right. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but the the clue is that it's well, it's not really stated, but the clue is that he did play for the Chicago Blackhawks as well. Yeah, I like how you think that's a clue. <laughs> um. Okay, so is he? So uh, one of my questions is, so he's not on the team anymore. I'm guessing. No. Okay. No, I think at that time he was a veteran. He was kind of like a John Carlson. Did he type, like win five. the cup? With the Caps? Was he on the team when they won the Cup? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> man. Winger, winger. How about if I give you a, a, a initials? <laughs> Probably still wouldn't wouldn't happen. It's okay, though. you got to ask me tough questions every now and then. I can't get everything right every week. Ay, ay, ay. Alexander Semin. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. Not he was Alexander a defenseman, Semin. wasn't he? <laughs> No, he was no he was, he was uh, a forward. Oh, he was that, a forward. That was um, my guess. Uh, no, it was Troy Brower. Oh yeah, yeah, Troy Brower. Yeah, I used to go to school with that guy. Oh yeah, Troy, Troy yeah, Brower. Sure, sure I did. I think if you put Troy Brower in front of me, <laughs> I've been like, do you, you know who this you is? You think it's Alder, Alexander Seven? I would I would not get it. I would definitely not get it. Uh, here's your uh, Michigan trivia for you. Here it uh, is. What University of Michigan quarterback broke a school record for total yardage in a game when he had 584, that was 503 passing, 81 rushing, against Indiana in 2013? So think 2013 Michigan quarterbacks 
had a, had 584 yards in a game in 2013. I have an idea of um, I have an idea of which uh, player it might be, but I think I might be too late. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. My question is, what year did they lose to uh, Appalachian State? Do you remember that? Was that, I think it was 2008 or 2009, maybe. Uh, it was 2007. Oh, seven. Okay, so I think yeah, I think I'm way too. Um, so you think you're too early? I think I'm too early because I w- I was gonna go with Chad Henney. Yes, not Chad. Um, Henney. Well, yeah, because he's like a big statue. Right. Um, right. So that's why I knew it was wrong. Because <laughs> I was like, he, he ain't running for Sorry, that, yards. That's he's not your to... official guess. That's not your official guess. Oh, uh, I'll get another one. I, I was trying to wave, wave the white flag there with that one. Um, I would look. Let's see. Can I get the initials? Uh, DG. DG. Uh, uh, man, I love that we can stump each other in this. No idea. No idea. It's your, it's your boy, Devin Gardner. Devin. Uh, Gardner. shoelace. Oh, that's no, that's Robinson. That's Robinson, isn't it? Yeah, Denard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not, yeah, Denard. Yeah, no, this was this was Devin Gardner, starting quarterback for the Wolverines from 2012 through 2014. And uh, yeah, good call. That's a good one. I had like a, that one. Had a, and he actually, you know who whose record he broke was Denard Robinson's single game record yeah. of, of total offense. So it's kind of funny the connection there with those two guys. Yeah. Um, not Chad Hennies. Not Chad Hennies. No, not quite. Uh, the money line sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, man, it's been rough, Mike. My bets have just not been going the way I need them to go. Um, you, on the other hand, are having a great uh, money line run here of late. Ten and six now. I am six and ten. I gotta turn this around. Uh, I, it needs to start this week. I need to go two and zero. I'm. I need to go two and zero this week. Get back to two under five hundred. Uh, I don't love my picks this week. I'm gonna say it. I'm not super confident. <coughs> But I'm going to go with a Michigan right now, according to DraftKings, a one-point dog to Penn State. I'm going to take the Wolverines. I'm going to take the Wolverines here. Uh, And then uh, my lock, I'm going to go Louisville, favored by three points against Syracuse. I'm going to take those three points. I'm going to take Louisville there as my lock. Not bad. Not bad. I think... Uh, yeah, Rutgers really screwed me over this week because I had the under in that game, and somehow they let in like fifty points. I had Rutgers covering that game. That did not go yeah. well for me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And and Wisconsin scored like forty eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm meanwhile, like, Wisconsin, Wisconsin like is just they usually are like low scoring, like you said, like they're usually yeah. low scoring. So that's why I thought Rutgers would okay, maybe they'll cover. That's what that was the pick on the show. And of course, Wisconsin just blows them out. It was insane. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it tilted me to the end of the earth. Um. So uh, I had a one-on-one week. Uh, I lost my last one by uh, one point um, <laughs> because Wake was – that's a funny thing too. Wake and North Carolina have now this rivalry because last year Wake was up, I believe, 21 points or something like that against North Carolina. Ended up losing like 58-53 with like 30 unanswered points, something like that right. by UNC. It was nuts. Um, but – now you're looking at this year, they were up 18, and they ended up losing again, uh, which makes no sense. They lost uh, by three to UNC, and the spread was two and a half. Um, so that kind of screwed me. I was going to go 2-0. and I was going to be pretty exci- excited about that, but didn't happen. Uh, so my lock this week um, is the Tennessee Titans, uh, three-point okay. favorites over the Saints. I think the Saints, you know, now that they have Trevor Simeon or – 
what's his face? Um, uh, ta- uh, Taylor. What's his What's his name? Uh, I'm losing uh, uh, the Taysom Hill. I was yeah, gonna say yeah, Taylor, Taysom. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Taysom. What kind of name is that? <laughs> um, Taysom Hill. Who knows who's gonna start? Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill? New Orleans looked horrible um, this week. And uh, you're also looking at Tennessee. Somehow they went out and just wrecked the Rams last night. Yeah, I don't know uh, how which that, that screwed me over too because I I bet heavy on the Rams, thinking that Tennessee without Derrick Henry was going to struggle. And apparently Matt Stafford, you and the my rest boy, of the world thought Tennessee was going to struggle. I mean, Matt, Matt Stafford goes out there and he throws basically two picks within three throws. Yeah. It basically screws them for the rest of the game. Uh, so I'm going to go three uh, point favorite Tennessee over New Orleans. Uh, I believe that game is in Nashville, so that's also going to be nice to see. Hopefully, uh, the Titans take that one to win their sixth straight. Um, And then this one was kind of intriguing. I was looking for a dog. I'm going to switch it to NCAA football. The funny thing is is that (laughs) we always look at these big spreads. And you had, I forgot which team it was. I think it was Akron or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. A 49 and a half point oh, uh, you know, yeah. dog. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they the lost team by like who they. 55 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it was so brutal. So this week, Alabama, I believe, is hosting New Mexico State. Sorry, one and eight, New Mexico State. The spread is 51 and a half. That has now, to be covered. If you can't cover that with Alabama's, you know, water boy playing wide receiver, I mean, <laughs> I mean, as soon as Bama goes up three touchdowns or four touchdowns, you got to think the starters are going to go sit or something like that. So it's like fifty-one and a half. You got to think they can cover. I might put money on that too. You got to think that will be covered. The only problem with that is that because when you're looking at this spread, now the funny thing is, is that. Usually these games, like Florida's playing a team called Sam- Samford or something. <laughs> Usually these type of games that are like just going to be blowouts, they don't even ha- let you bet on. Them. But right. apparently this has a spread on it because they're like, hey, uh, you know, you know, dip the toe in the water here. You want to have a you know seven touchdown spread? Fifty one. Uh, that's just unbelievable. So New Mexico State, I believe they're their Aggies. I'm going to be all Aggies all day. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, bet on that 51-and-a-half-point spread against Bama. Because like you said, I mean, think about it. That's seven That's touchdowns. Insane. That's over. Over seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns with the other team not scoring any. A point. <laughs> like that's that's insane. No, I, I might get in on that action as well. Uh, yep. So those are our locks and our dogs. Uh, again, you can go support our sponsor, DraftKings. You heard the promo at the start of the show. Uh, again, you can bet just one dollar on on games and win hundreds of dollars in free bets. So DraftKings is the way to go. Um, and uh, you can hear the promo code uh, at the start of the episode. Um, besides that, people, another one in the books here. 86 episodes in. Crazy uh, for the D.C. crossover here. We'll be back uh, this weekend talking Washington football team as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see how that goes. Wizards with a couple games this week. Looking forward to that. But really the Caps. The Caps will be a focus of our attention this week as they have four games coming up here. Um, and But college hoops are back. College ba- uh, It's crazy. College football is going. College basketball is going. You got NHL. You got NBA. I mean, this is NFL. You got this is the best time of year to be a sports fan, and that's why we do this right. show, crossing over to all the major sports. And then last but not least, please check out Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. The final episode of this first season of the show airs tomorrow, Tuesday, the 9th. 
Um, and that there it is, eight episodes for this first season, all about international basketball and international food and playing for different teams and coaches that don't even speak the same language as you. And it's a lot of fun. Mike and I uh, produce that show, so please go give it a listen. Uh, that's Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Mike, that about does it for this one. Uh, what's the action tonight? What are you What are you going to be tuning into? A little caps, a little Monday night football. Yep, yep. I mean, so what I have going on, I need to stop the bleeding here, and I'm going to go with a couple more, you know, NBA player props because I love doing those because that's always my favorite kind of. Honestly, it's not my favorite sport to bet on because I love betting on football, but football's so long. I mean, yeah. the game takes forever, and I love betting on props for NBA because literally last night. Before the third quarter even ended, three out of my four already hit. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, ready to rock and roll. And Cole Anthony screwed me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think uh, tonight I'll probably be putting in a few. The good thing is there's only one early game uh, with the Knicks and Sixers. But I will be putting in at least two NBA props. And I'll be doing a same-game parlay with the Steelers, betting heavily on the Steelers because I just think the Bears are just, you know, they're just not that good. Correct. So I think I'm going to go straight up. Again, always bet on Deontay Johnson, the over. Uh, always bet on his over, whether it be the yards or receptions, because that guy's just a monster. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go heavily on the Steelers tonight, probably a seven-game parlay uh, or seven-play, uh, oh, same-game okay, parlay. I was like, there seven games? What are you talking yeah. about? And uh, I'm always going to go with the over with the sacks, too, with J or TJ Watt uh, going berserk, as he did last week. Yeah, you got to think that uh... – it's going to be a rough night for the Chicago fans. You can listen to some Chicago sports talk on the Contender. That's Contender with a K. That's where you can hear our show as well. Um, so download that app. That's the Contender app. Uh, Contender with a K. Follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. For Mike Cerrone, I'm Ben Simpson. We will see you next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.